0: The Holy Gospel according to John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Beloved of God, grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This past week, I was reminded that the season of spring can be quite indecisive. At times, it feels more like winter, serving up days that are cold and blustery and require layers of clothing, and then out of the blue, it turns to summer, like the beautiful days we experienced last week. We hang up our Gore-Tex and take out our flip-flops. I can't help but think of the little green shoots and buds that are around us this time of year. It must be very confusing for them. I remember seeing some little crocuses popping up pretty early in spring, and I just wanted to to shout at them, not yet. Go back in the ground. Everything seems so vulnerable in the spring with its split personality. I wonder if this is the kind of vulnerability that Jesus noticed in his disciples as he gathered them for a meal shortly before his death. When we eavesdrop on this long conversation he has with them in John's gospel, I get the sense that he knows that winter is coming, and he wants them to be prepared. At that point in time, the Jesus movement really consisted of just a small band of friends and then crowds who were eager and curious but hardly committed. What would in time become the Christian church was no more than a few tender shoots, tiny green tendrils growing toward the light. Jesus' followers were to be hit by storm after storm. The execution of their leader, a rift in relationships with friends and families and their own faith tradition, violence at the hands of the Roman Empire. As they gathered for this meal, Jesus instructed them on how to weather the storms, and he borrowed imagery from creation. Jesus knew that if this community of followers were to survive, even thrive, it wouldn't happen if they were a bunch of individuals doing their own thing. It would be as a community of people firmly connected to Christ and intimately connected to one another. It's a rich metaphor that Jesus employs, one that any of you who are gardeners probably understand. A vine and its branches are dependent on each other for well-being, for life that is generative and purposeful. The vine channels nutrients to its branches. The branches receive those nutrients and produce a harvest, fruit, that can in turn nourish others. This cycle is only possible if the vine and its branches remain intertwined if they abide in each other for the sake of life, so it would be for Christ's followers. It was tempting, I'm sure, for them to perceive themselves as nothing more than a marginalized group of religious refugees under siege. But Jesus planted a different vision in them. They were a living, growing body, sustained by Christ's life, bearing fruit for the sake of the world. This metaphor helped them imagine what it might be to be a verdant, resilient, and fruitful. Jesus' words have the power to shape our imagination as well. Christianity is no longer a new, fledgling movement. The church has had a large footprint in the Western world for the better part of two millennia. But my guess is, if you were to ask people to describe the church, you would not hear the organic language that Jesus uses. I think you would hear institutional language, statistics about denominations and rates of growth and decline. You might hear doctrinal differences, or all the various schisms that have marked church history. I think that for the most part, at least in this part of the world, people imagine the church to be an institution that, for better or worse, houses one brand of organized religion. This this image has a stranglehold over our imaginations, I think. And it's a far cry from Jesus' description. I am the vine, you are the branches. His language opens a vision for us of what it means to be church. It helps us understand ourselves. As Christians, we are first and foremost those who have been grafted onto Christ. This is one of the earliest images for baptism. Grafted onto the vine of Christ, divine life flows through us, a life that is at the same time vulnerable and resilient. That's what I see in Jesus, vulnerability and resilience, a willingness to suffer for the sake of justice and love, but with a deep sense of the abiding eternal life of God flowing in him and through him. Connected to Christ, you and I are rooted and grounded in this life and this love, And we are connected to each other. You might not know it by looking around your typical Lutheran church in the United States on a Sunday morning, but the Christian family is wildly diverse. This vineyard has a lot of varietals planted in it. We worship in many languages and express our faith in a wide array of traditions and practices. We are young and old, dark-skinned and light-skinned, conservative and liberal. Just about every expression of humanity is found in this family of faith. What holds us together, what binds us together, is Christ. We don't have to resemble each other or like the same things or hold the same beliefs. The truth is, we might not even like each other that much but we belong to each other because we all belong to Christ. And it's in this belonging, in this mutual abiding, that we carry out our call to bear the fruit of love for the sake of the world. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Grafted onto the vine of Christ with his love flowing through us, we bear the fruit of love. I bear witness to this harvest week after week here at St. Mark's. Look no further than where you're sitting today. These quilts are the fruit of love. The stack of prayer cards that will come to me throughout the morning is the fruit of love. The gift of money that you put in the offering plates and in the hunger basket is the fruit of love. Walk into the narthex and you will see opportunities to reach out to homeless families in our community, to build houses for people across the border, to support artists that are making a living wage with their art around the world. You will see opportunities to raise money for those who are hungry and to... Walk for clean water for those across the globe who don't have clean water close to them. The list goes on and on. I could continue naming them. All of this goodness comes from God, and it is the abiding love of Christ flowing through us that inspires us and sustains us to bear this fruit. This resilient productive life that we have in Christ Jesus can weather any storm because it is planted deeply and securely in the eternal life of God. Thanks be to God for calling us into this life and for holding us in this abiding love. Amen. We sing together and if you have prayer cards, the ushers will gather those from you.